Hi, I'm Taylor. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Emily. I know. I just, you know, we do this every time where I'm like, we should probably introduce ourselves. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is this is Taylor <laughs> and Emily. This is the uh-oh feeling. Fuck it. <laughs> Maybe we should write something out. We never do. No. Why would we it. plan? I thought you said this is the uh. Eh, it's like, like, this is our podcast just called... Eh. <laughs> We should do that. We should do yeah. that as a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> eh. <laughs> and it's all about the eh. feeling of not eh. really wanting to do this or be here. Yeah. <laughs> no, look, we're fine. We're Are fine. We, we, we love the podcast. Uh, we do. Uh-huh. We're going to, we're going to, as I said earlier today, make it our bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just, yeah. you know, kill it. Sure. Let's not kill it. That'd be Damn me. it. It, you know, if we tried to kill the podcast and it then survived. Then the podcast could talk about itself. Exactly. Meta-podcast. meta-podcaster. I'm 100% for that. Mm-hmm. All right, so we have to kill the podcast. Oh, well, yeah. And, and it has to, to survive exactly. the attempted murder. We have to be kind of bad at killing it, I would say, just so it has a shot. Well, then I can't participate. Okay, so <laughs> there's so much there in that statement. <laughs> Should I be afraid? I don't know. Okay. Happy New Year, Taylor. No! Nah! <laughs> <laughs> it is almost Christmas, which whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's also almost the new year, which mm-hmm. better. Eh. <laughs> Somewhat. Yeah. I mean, 2020 could be cool. I'm just looking for a straight yeah. up repeat of 1920. Let's just get fucked up. No, here. can we not though? I mean, I couldn't vote. We have I more, wouldn't be able to vote. I, would, we I have wouldn't be a person. We just have slightly more rights. That's all. We can vote. That's basically it. Also, the Tulsa race riot happened in the 1920s. Okay, so, so maybe not that part. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of lynchings. Okay, not that part then. And um, segregation. Okay, but okay. So and a that lot part. more murder. Let's definitely not do that. Okay, so like maybe like 45% of 1920 should and follow prohibition. Us. Oh, you're right. Oh, fuck And <laughs> the 20s weren't great. No. Everyone's really excited about the 1920s and like yeah. trying to bring that back. And it's like, guys. Guys, just open a history book. Yeah, it's because just, like, everyone crack it open. Yeah, it's because everyone likes flapper dresses. That's all, which aren't historically accurate. Really? Mm-hmm. Is like, did people not wear them ever, or just not in the 1920s? Not the ones that they advertise. Oh, but Were you know, they it's fine. Uglier? It's fine. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's too bad. Drop waist was way more common. Ooh. Yeah, okay. nobody looks good in a drop waist. <laughs> I mean, apparently everyone thought everyone did back then. They didn't. Look how things change. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they didn't. They didn't. Just because you think you look good in a decade doesn't mean you actually did, speaking yeah. to you, the 80s. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, well, here we are. Here we are. What are we drinking tonight, Emily? Tequila. <laughs> I literally sent Emily a message today saying, how's your day going? And... Basically, apropos of nothing, because she did not answer my question. I didn't. She responded, so do you have limes, or should I pick one up before I uh, come over, because I have tequila. We're drinking tequila. And it's an answer. It's an answer. I took it as an answer. That is how the day is. I have a lot of shit going on in my personal life. I have a lot of shit going on at work. Shit is literally just hitting the fan everywhere. So it's tequila so time. So it's tequila time. Absolutely. Although I can't get drunk tonight. Right. Because it is a Wednesday it on is which a Wednesday. we are recording. Yeah. yeah. Boo. For those paying attention and playing along at home, though, we are recording our episodes earlier than we used to. Yeah. Pretty proud of us for that. Although 
I freaked out this past weekend because I was just basically in a full state of anxiety like sure. all weekend. Mm-hmm. So I got bad family news and uh-huh. I was like, oh my God, does the podcast come out on this Monday? And I'm like, oh shit, we haven't recorded. And then, oh fuck. I saw that message of yours and then like, I think I just was like, I'm confused about that. Yeah. I'm, and then set my phone down for five minutes to like go do something and else. Then and then it was two days forgot. later. Totally forgot. And I'm <laughs> like, oh my God. And I'm like, I just ordered like a thing for us. And like my anxiety was like, oh my God, Taylor doesn't want to talk to me anymore. Oh <laughs> I was like, oh shit. No. So it's fine. It's fine. No. It's fine. It's just that I'm terrible at remembering that messages exist <laughs> if the little blue dot doesn't tell me so anymore. Um, but yeah, no, we're fine. We're totally we're fine. Um, yeah. So you said you ordered something. Mm-hmm. Um, am I allowed to know what that no. is? Why not? The surprise. What? For, <laughs> I mean, for when? For whenever it gets here. Oh fucking a. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. I will try to contain myself. Okay. It's pretty fucking cool. Okay. I need you to calm down. <laughs> I, you can't make this worse for me. So yeah, we're drinking tequila, basically just like no ice, like straight out of the glass with a wedge of lime. Like that's what we're doing tonight. So it's gonna get messy. Probably. Because that's what happens when we drink I tequila. did eat before I came here. Smart. I almost didn't. <laughs> there would have been pizza if you wanted to. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, I would have been covered. Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. Are we ready to do this? Yes. Uh, which one of us is going first? I, I no don't remember. <laughs> Damn it. I was hoping you'd remember because I genuinely have no clue. What did we talk about last time? Okay. So, hold on. <laughs> so, last time we talked about uh-huh. um you went second last time did i you did you're right because it was uh, yes. it was hard jacka yes yes hard yes. jacka by the way he honestly i think about him a lot now well i have someone else that you're gonna probably think about a lot really more. oh yeah oh i'm excited because oh, yeah. like, hard... i have someone better than hard jacka oh, shut up oh yeah. my god okay yeah because hard jacka right now is like going down in my heart like like a few of our you're gonna need have. to like push him aside a little okay 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 all right, so I'll go first. Uh-huh. My notes are a little bit more scattershot than they usually are, just because, like, last night, I I started at a call center, and this week is my first week on the phones. So, like, literally everything sounds exhausting to me all the time. Yes. <laughs> because that job is exhausting. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going into the computer room to sit and stare at a screen. What I'm going to do instead is sit on my comfortable couch with my, you know, non-Wi-Fi having laptop and watch YouTube videos about this and then supplement later. Yes. So that is what I did. So I hope everything's right. This is also like, if you know anything about music, you have probably heard about this story. If you know a lot about music, you might know a lot about this story. And there's like a Steve. lot. Steve. Steve knows <laughs> the story. Steve literally pointed out that I was like, I'm very busy this week. And he was like, how can I help? And I was like, give me a story. <laughs> so he was like, I got it. The Leonard Skinner plane crash of 1977. Oh, shit. Yeah. I was like, damn, I have heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm super stoked. So, a tiny bit of background, because you know that's how we do. Mm -hmm. Um, First, I'm going to take a drink, because that's also how we do. So, Leonard Skinner, Mm -hmm. for those who don't know, is a southern rock band that began in Jacksonville, Florida in 1964. They still exist, by the way. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's only one original member still. Yeah. For various reasons, including the reason I am going to talk about today. Yeah. So the original band was uh, singer Ronnie Van Zant, um, Bobby Burns on drums, Gary Rossington on guitar, Alan Collins also on guitar, and a guy named Larry Junstrom on bass. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were, they formed in 1964 under a different name. Um, and then they went through like a bunch of different names over the next six years or so. And they were calling themselves the 1% when at one point they got on stage to play one of their more like local shows. They were pretty big at that point, but they hadn't released an album or anything. And Ronnie Van Zant, their, you know, their leader, their vocalist, he gets up on stage and he goes, we are Leonard Skinner. We're here to play for you. And everybody loved it because turns out Leonard Skinner is a take on a name of a very strict high school coach in the area named Leonard Skinner. <laughs> yeah, and Skinner uh, did not like the boys sure. in this band. They had really shocked. long hair. Yeah, I'm right. Fucking shocked. They had really long hair like rockers did in the eighties. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, he would write them up and send them to the principal's office, and they hated him. So they named their band after him, which I like a lot, actually. I that like, sounds like a me move. <laughs> right? So fucking petty and great. Like, yep. <laughs> I love yep. it. I'm so for it. I'm gonna build a success off of my hatred of you. Exactly. Like your name will now forever be synonymous with the thing I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's gonna be. Yeah. It's I'm gonna awesome. make you my bitch. <laughs> yes. The so same. on brand for this episode. Absolutely. Oh my God. We're going to make it our Everybody's bitch. making everybody else's bitches. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm proud. Yeah. All right. That's fine. All right. I'm proud of us. I think I'm proud of Leonard Skinner. It already is. Yep. We've eaten, but doesn't matter. All right. So 1970, that's the year they decided to be Leonard Skinner. It is also the year they released their first album, which went gold and they opened for the who. So that was like when they kind of took off national thing. And uh, just for anybody who doesn't know, like, Leonard Skinner wrote Free Bird, so they should really apologize because <laughs> it's a great song. <sighs> I'm so sick of it. Play like, Free Bird! Exactly. You, no one ever wants to hear that. No. If you ever had to perform anything in your entire life, you dread the moment it somebody really screams that. It really just sucks for the guitarist. It's- it really does. It really it's, just it's sucks. Epic. It's a re- there's a reason why that is an epic song that everyone knows. Yeah. But also fuck that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They also did Sweet Home Alabama. Yep. Which is the free bird of other songs. Although it does make me smile. <laughs> I do like Sweet Home Alabama. That's a fun one too. It's just, you know, it's been around a while and yep. uh, it's very famous. Everybody plays it. Everybody plays it. All the time. It. All the time. So. These guys are fucking huge. Mm-hmm. By 1977, they're like at the height of their bands, like the zenith of their career and also their, you know, being known around the country. So they've released five albums by this point, which that feels like a lot for seven years. Yeah. So that's killing a, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like almost one a year. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Um, the most recent of their albums, Street Survivors, was released just three days before the incident I'm going to talk about. And uh, in that three days, the album had already gone gold. So their first album went gold total. Their fifth album went gold in three days. That's how crazy famous these guys are. Mm-hmm. So they're in the middle of their biggest tour yet on the, re- the heels of re- the release of this album. They charter a plane, as you do, to take First them mistake. around the country. Hmm? First, First mistake. mistake. <laughs> yeah. Just fly coach. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fly economy, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> you can afford first class. I don't know. The thing is, like, 
if I was this famous, yeah, yeah, I'm getting a plane. But also, I don't trust privately. Get a better plane than this for sure. Yeah, because yeah, I agree. Um, I think... Renting out like a private plane is really fucking expensive. Oh yeah, I believe it's that. Just fly first class. <laughs> Wine and dine the fans. Buy a plane yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe just buy it. Maybe they weren't there yet. I don't know. This was pretty normal. They rented a two-engine CV-240 commercial airline. Second mistake. <laughs> right? And I know nothing about planes. I mean, but I, we assume. I mean, obviously. We assume. Obviously, something went wrong. This story is about a plane crash. So, yes, you are correct. So, <laughs> fun fact. Woo! <laughs> We're, like, really hyped all of a sudden. It's been so, a long-ass day. Yeah, it has. <laughs> Okay, so fun fact though, this apparently happened all the time because the band Aerosmith oh. was also looking for a uh, chartering plane at that like basically the same time, and they looked at that exact plane, but they turned it down because the inspection that they did saw that there was like shit really not good with that plane, and they saw the pilots drinking pre takeoff, so they were like, you know what, we're gonna pass. Leonard Skinner don't give a fuck. Um, I, was, I mean, they're rock and roll like that, yeah. I guess. But also, if Aerosmith turned it down yeah, I mean, with all the drugs they used so to do. Much, just like, they're just like, like snorting coke and being like, I don't like that those pilots drink. Um, the pilots are drinking. <laughs> do you have more heroin? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh. I get it, though. They're rock stars. They're allowed to do that. Pilots are not. <laughs> pilots have to fly planes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially like without the safety measures that are in place now. Yes. Well, yeah. The 70s? I don't even know, dude. So anyway, <laughs> Leonard Skinner, again, they were rocking uh, Leonard, Leonard Skinner. I mean, they are very fun to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they did not care or nope. see the same Zero problem. fucks. Maybe they just didn't see those problems. I have no idea who did their, you know, inspection, whatever. So it's pretty unfortunate. Mm -hmm. On October 19th, 1977, during a flight from Lakeland, Florida to Greenville, Alabama, for their next show, members of the band spotted a stream of fire like seven feet long coming out of one of the engines of the plane. That's not good. Yeah. It's, the, the engine hadn't exploded, but Yet. like something was igniting the fuel and blowing it out the back of the engine. I... I would, like, shit my entire self out of my own ass. Like, I don't know what I would do. You're in the air. Yeah. There's, like, a bomb happening on the side of your plane, and you're in the air. Yeah, and if that wing blows up... You're done. You're, you're done. You're done. Goodbye. It's awful, yeah. So call it, long, you can't. Alabama. <laughs> yeah, the fucking dude who helps you cross the river Styx is going to be screaming, free bird, as you get on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, fuck you. Take my money, asshole. All but right. you don't have any drachma. <laughs> Play Freebird. <laughs> just, just a band's <laughs> worth of like middle fingers meets him in the face. <laughs> everyone that's, was. That's hell. Yeah. Everyone was, of course, alarmed as you would be mm -hmm. um, when you see that because holy shit. Yeah. Um, but they reached Greenville just fine. Shit. Uh, crazily enough. Okay. Yeah, so... Did they... Wait, hold on. Uh-huh. Hold on. Uh-huh. I'm gonna use my predictive text mind here. <laughs> Please predict my story. Do they get back in the fucking plane? Oh, Emily, they get back on that fucking plane. Oh. Here's the thing. Freebird so, gave them a huge warning sign. I know. 
the flame was as long as their song. <laughs> Not nearly, and you know it. Freebird's forever. Freebird is still playing for the first time they recorded it. <laughs> Roasting We're being so mean to this wow. band. Wow, <laughs> so bad. Sorry, but also it's cathartic. It really is. We were so. being bitch. We said we're like making everything our bitch today. Yeah. So um, apparently, Leonard Skinner is something. <laughs> they're making bitch. our bitch. <laughs> yes. All so right. they get they get back on the plane. They get back up. Well, okay. So they were like, "We need to get this fucker fixed." Sure. And the company was like, "We will have somebody meet you in Baton Rouge, which is their next stop." They were going from Greenville to Baton Rouge the next night. Time to drive. Yeah. And some of them were like, why can't, why can't they just come to Greenville? Yeah. And that was apparently not happening. The tour manager was pretty insistent that that what was going to happen as well. They were just going to get to Baton Rouge and it was going to get fixed there. Um, so oh, I know like Alabama is not that far from Louisiana, but also. Yeah. It's not a long flight, but still. There was fire coming out of an engine. They're lucky they made it to Greenville. And uh, so it doesn't really matter like exactly what happened here and like whose fault it was because they don't make it to Baton Rouge. I'm shocked. Yeah, right? Several members of the band were not into getting back on that plane after their show in Greenville. Fucking fair. I would not have gotten on that plane. Oh my God, right? I mean, after the first time? Fuck no. Nope. Uh, This included Cassie Gaines. So this is the sister of Steve Gaines. He is a current vocalist and guitarist. I feel like I should just say the names of the, like the member, members of the band at this point because I listed those original members. Yep, bring them there's, back. There's not that many um, who are bring left. Back. So oh, Ronnie Van Zant is still the leader leader of the band and the singer. We've got Leon Wilson on bass. Billy Pyle is the keyboardist. Steve Gaines is guitar and backup vocals. Artemis. Um, <laughs> Oh, I've got two piles. I think it's actually Billy Powell and Artemis Pyle. Sorry about that. Artemis Pyle is the drummer. And so Steve Gaines, again, guitar and vo- uh, vocals, has his sister is also on the flight. Her name Ugh. is Cassie Gaines. No. And she is like one of their three backup women vocalists who Aww. performs with them. Yeah. Cassie Gaines, sister of Steve Gaines, threatened to ride an equipment truck instead. Yeah. Like, there's an equipment truck that just like is probably making its own ass way there. And she was like, I'll be getting on that. Yep. Um, Others wanted to fly commercial. Sure. Just solve all the fucking problems. Get there regardless. Yep. They also debated canceling the show in Greenville. So, or canceling the show in Baton Rouge so that they could just get a different plane. Yeah. Either get that one fixed or find the time to rent a new one. The thing is, Ronnie Van Zant was like, nah. Like, I'm sure it wasn't just him. I'm sure the tour manager was up their ass too. Well, yeah, because for the tour manager, all he sees is dollar signs. Exactly. And, like, you don't want to say, like, my band is canceling a show for this reason. And neither did Ronnie, honestly. He was using, like, Southern Pride as a reason. He was like, we are in the Deep South. This is where our people live. I am not canceling a show. We are not that kind of band. There's going to be 10,000 people in Baton Rouge. Well... Yeah, well, so it's unfortunate, uh, Ronnie. Why do I feeling like they have to cancel the show? <laughs> yeah, weirdly enough, they will have to cancel weird. that and then all shows for about 20 years. Yeah. So. It's weird. <laughs> so he even apparently Ronnie, Ronnie was like the kind of guy who would say, I'm not even going to live till 30, so fuck it. Oh. Um, and he was reported to saying, uh, uh, saying to Cassie Gaines as they were getting on the plane, if your time is up, your time is up. <laughs> Damn, Ronnie. Fuck, Ronnie. Some people want to live. Ronald. (laughs) Ronald. (laughs) 
So this is a quote from Mark Howard, who was a lighting engineer who got on the plane. It was like, what are you going to do, right? This is your job. The show must go on, right? It's like, you want to fly home or you want to fly with us? So everyone felt a lot of pressure to just get the fuck on that plane. And basically everyone did. <laughs> I have a drinking problem. It literally just jumped out of her mouth. It really did. I'm, I'm incredible. All right. So on October 20th, 1977, it's just the next day after seeing the big old fire in the engine, 24 people boarded the plane to Baton Rouge. Um, hilariously, like the guy I was watching, he had like this, he was very Southern and he was just like a guy who probably made like two videos total on YouTube. One of them was a little documentary about this incident and he totally did the math wrong. He was like, it was 24 people. Seven band members, two pilots, and 20 other people. <laughs> I was like, my dude, 20. that's not 24. Close. <laughs> so it's seven band members. It's two, a pilot and a co-pilot, two pilots. And the rest were just road crew and backup singers, tour managers, that sort of thing. It was a 670-mile trip. It's not that far, actually. Not by plane. You can drive that. That's like half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're fine. That's an up and down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an updone boy for sure. So what they were not aware of as they boarded is that the fuel gauge on the plane wasn't working and it like just never had really. So the crew was aware of this and they used a dipstick to measure the fuel. Like the way you would to see how much oil is in your car. The way you should to see yeah. how much oil yeah. is in your car. Yes. Yeah. And Usually I just wait until the car doesn't run anymore. <laughs> but yeah, uh... So they were using a dipstick and they didn't have a fuel gauge. So they were just kind of like, cool, I think that's enough. Most flights. This flight, they didn't even do that. They didn't even check how much fuel was in the plane. And it was not enough. It was not enough. That's my the best thing. documentary voice. Yeah, and it was, was not, not enough. enough. <laughs> so the plane was also... I, I had read somewhere that it was running on enriched fuel in order to keep it going because the engines were just kind of fucked up and that burns faster than regular fuel. I had also heard that the problem with the right engine stemmed from it like sucking fuel into it and blowing it out the back, which was what caused the fire and also just eats fuel. So they are guzzling it in this plane and they don't have enough and they don't know how much they have. Before takeoff. This is all problems before takeoff. So, everything's going really well. Leaving Sweet Home Alabama. We're leaving it, and we're headed into Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Okay. bird. <laughs> into the swamps. <laughs> the swamps. <laughs> so they are 60 miles and 10 minutes from Baton Rouge. 10 oh. minutes from oh, Baton Rouge. Oh, shit. Everything was going pretty much fine. And then the crew noticed that the same engine that had been on fire last time, yeah, was on fire again. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> this is maybe one of my favorite parts. Mark Howard, yeah, I mentioned him before. He was a lighting engineer. And several others were playing poker in the back of the plane when it sure. happened. Quote, we were all playing poker. Everything was great. And the right engine quit. Everyone goes, there goes that engine. <laughs> oh. Because, like, they've seen that before. Yeah. Kind of like whatever, I guess. Yeah. Um, so they were pretty much just fine. They continued playing cards. And uh, two minutes later, the left engine quit. Oh, no. Yeah. So, like, when the first one had quit, Artemis had come back. Artemis, the drummer, had just come <laughs> back and been like, 
Y'all see that? Engine quit. Oh, well. Everyone goes back to playing poker. Two minutes later, Artemis runs to the back of the plane and says, hey, so the left engine quit. We're going down. Buckle up. Buckle up. (laughs) Mm. So, like, what had happened when the right engine quit was that the the crew, like, of the plane, the pilot and co-pilot, unbeknownst to the band, were like, we should... We should make a stop. And they were going to stop in Macomb, Mississippi, which was close-ish to Baton Rouge. It was still sure. a few minutes outside of it, um, of flying time anyway, several miles outside. So, like, so, they were already making their descent? Yeah, I mean, they were planning to do it. They had kind of passed it a little bit, and they were going to turn around and head back. And when they had turned around, that was when the left engine quit. And it turns out, funnily enough, I bet I bet you can't even guess. I, get, I bet you can't even guess why the left engine quit. Because they turned around. Because they were out of fuel. Mm-hmm. From yeah, and I don't from think turning, turning around, around helped. Yeah. Because turning around for a plane is not fun. Yeah. Um. Now this is where there's a lot of like misinformation around for this story. It's hard to tell what's true and what's not. One of the things that the pilots were accused of doing was when they were trying to divert fuel from the left to the right engine to try to balance things out they accidentally dumped all of the fuel and that's how they lost it however like when they did their investigation of the plane they found that all the fuel dumping gauges were like in closed position so it's just likely that they just regular old ran out of fuel because they didn't have enough in the first place and they were burning it like motherfuckers so the left engine quits they start going down Artemis has told everybody playing poker to stop fucking playing poker (laughs) and and buckle their asses up. So we were going down and someone yells, grab the chips. This is, this is another quote from Mark Howard who was playing poker. Someone said, grab the chips. But I said, man, fuck these chips. And I threw them across the plane and I sat down and I looked at Steve Gaines across from me and I said, Steve, I've never been this scared in my entire life. And Steve said, yeah, me either. I can't imagine just being like, okay, yeah, do fuck the chips, though. I'm angry, but also I'm so fucking scared, and all I can do is sit here and look at the guy across from me as we both realize that this is happening. Whew. Yeah, so as, like, a control freak, uh-huh. plane be... crashes are, like, number one of my things of not to do. Ultimate loss of control. Yeah. And it's not like a car crash where it could happen in an instant. Like, you're there for it. Yeah. Like, it's happening yeah. for minutes sometimes. You watch this happen. Yeah. This wasn't supposed to be a horror episode, Taylor. I'm so sorry, I know. (gasps) But it's almost like I would rather go down in like one of the really big aircraft because then they can do the oxygen masks and you mostly just pass out. Yeah. And then it's fine. You're dead or whatever. Yeah, and then you're, you know, or on an island. Yeah, sometimes you're on an island. Mm -hmm. There are (laughs) other things on the island. (laughs) Sometimes you're with the fuselage and sometimes you're with the tail section. Yeah. And sometimes you have to face the others. And sometimes there are two gods that are battling on the island. And uh, don't worry about it. I want to watch Lost again. Okay. <laughs> I want to watch Lost sober. Oh, why would you do that? I, I don't, don't I've never done that. I've <laughs> never done that in my life. I want to watch Lost not on blue UV. Because that's how I watch it in the dorms. Oh, God. Uh, okay, yep. Okay. I want to yep. watch it not on acid. Yay. Hey. <laughs> we can do this. Hey, anyone in my family? I don't. I haven't done acid. What are, you not, talking about? what are you talking about? <laughs> Emily's never had blue UV either. Not in the dorms. <laughs> don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, definitely not when you nope. were underage. Nope. <laughs> all right. So, wow. It's going down. They're yelling Mark, timber. They're all yelling timber. They're all looking at each other like, holy Jesus shit. Yep. We literally can't do anything. Gene Odom, who is head of security, is my other favorite guy. He's done a lot of interviews. There's probably more from him than anywhere else. So he 
tells of having to pick Ronnie Van Zant, the singer, up off the floor when this is happening because Ronnie had taken two sleeping pills. Oh. He just needed to get some rest before the show. And uh, the plane starts going down and Gene picks up Ronnie and shoves him in between two of his bandmates and tries to start buckling his seatbelt. All the while, Ronnie's like, leave me alone, man. I gotta get some sleep. What the fuck? Ronnie, the plane's going down. Shut up. Stop messing with me, man. I'm just trying to get some sleep. Fuck off. He smacks him in the face eventually and is like, Ronnie, get your fucking head down. That plane is falling out of the sky. <laughs> like, so I don't know if Ronnie ever really got his shit together on that or if he ever believed it or if he just passed the fuck out or who knows. You know what? It's a good way to go, though. Honestly, better yep. than literally staring it in the face. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> at least Gene Odom as head of security was doing his job, though. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the pilots... They attempted, they were turning around, they were attempting to head back to Macomb, Mississippi, when everything went dead. By the way, it's like quiet as fuck, too, because the engines aren't running. So it's like silent in the air as they just sort of glide downward. And uh, so the pilots, they're headed back to Macomb. They realize fairly quickly that they're not going to make the runway of this place. They're not going to make the airport. They don't have enough height left to make it. So they put down the landing gear and they looked for the nearest open field in which sure. to land. Just, yeah. Sure. Where's a farm that looks flattish? Farm, highway. Mm-hmm. Whatever you have whatever. to do. Whatever. Yeah. They, uh, they didn't make that either. Oh. So Gene, again, head of security, claims that he had been cussing the pilots out as they crashed. <laughs> he... Everyone else is buckled in. Gene is at the front being like, I fucking can't believe you did this. I, he literally said, I hope you both survive because I'm going to kill both of you with my bare knuckles. <laughs> oh my God, it's me. I know. <laughs> I know. Like, imagine. Like, How fucking dare you crash this plane? Yes, exactly. I need you to survive so I can kill I you. I want to be the reason you die, not <gasps> this. <laughs> imagine being so angry you don't even think about your own life for a sure. second. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I've been that mad. Yeah, that's legit. So, I mean, look, buddy, just maybe sit down. Maybe we'll No! Go. Whatever. No, it's fine. So the plane... His rage will let him survive. <laughs> he does live, obviously. See? These quotes come from somewhere. So the plane is moving downwards pretty fucking fast. You know, like a heavy metal tube that falls out of the sky would. Mm -hmm. And then as they're headed toward this field, the landing gear clips the top of some trees. Uh and... The plane just kind of takes a nosedive right Oops. from there. It was kind of at an angle, and then it just went, yeah, nope, <laughs> like, right into the forest. It's cut into three pieces as it crashed by, like, these big, thick tree trunks. Yeah, the south has thick trees. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know why that sounded nasty to me. <laughs> Get your head out of the gutter. <laughs> I don't. I can't. Oh. I never have. Ox. <laughs> so one thing... One thing that doesn't completely suck about the pilot's like crazy amount of incompetence is that because there was no fuel in the plane, there was nothing to explode when they hit yeah. the ground. Yeah. yeah. So like on there, the upside, on the upside, I guess no big there's boom. no fire. Yeah. Cause that would have killed probably everybody. Oh yeah. yeah. Probably everybody. So this probably saved a lot of lives. Just the fact that there never was a fire. There was no explosion. Okay. Six people though did mm. die anyway, just mm. from the crash itself. The pilot and the co-pilot. Bye. Unfortunately for Gene, who did not get to murder them himself. Um, Steve Gaines. Yeah, right. Steve Gaines, uh, the vocalist and guitarist, he was 28. 
Cassie Gaines, his sister, also Aww. died. Um, there were stories that she didn't die right away either. Mm. So, like, people were with her. She was 29. Dean Kilpatrick, their assistant manager, 28. And lead singer and head of the band, Ronnie Van Zant, who was 29. Uh, there was a lot of different ideas about how he might have died. They He had a giant um, bruise in his temple. And people said he might have hit the bulkhead. People said he flew out of the plane and hit a tree. Like... It's hard to know for sure what yeah. happened. I'm sure there's almost nobody there who could say exactly what happened to him because they were getting thrown around themselves. Yeah. But he he died from, like, blunt force trauma, like a single really horrible hit to the head. And uh, so at least it was instant and hopefully painless and maybe he was asleep during it. Who maybe. knows? Just kind of sucks that, like, there's no justice for anyone because, like, the people who are the reason this happened <laughs> like they all die and it's yeah. awful and they never never have to look at their own like choices yeah <laughs> like the vindictive gremlin inside of you that wants them to face right uh, yeah. what they did mm-hmm. and like i don't you know from everything i saw i don't think that anybody who survived really feels that way at least not anymore you know they more just like didn't want ronnie to die obviously sure he was their friend even if he made this big mistake to yeah. make them all come along so here are the remaining band members' injuries. Oh, um, God. Helen Collins, two cracked neck vertebrae. Ah. His arm is almost entirely removed. Ooh. Gary Rossington, broken pelvis, both arms broken, left leg broken, puncture to the liver and stomach. Oh. Leon Wilson, punctured lungs, bad cut to the arm, lost most of his teeth. Oh. Billy Powell, broken nose, cuts and lacerations to the face. Artemis Pyle, Broken ribs, contusions, and Leslie Hawkins, another vocalist, uh, had a concussion and a broken fucking neck and facial lacerations. Mark Howard, the guy I was quoting about the poker, um, he had a broken clavicle and a broken hip that resulted in so far when I, like, the last thing I saw from him, 17 hip replacements. He has had his hip replaced 17 times. How insane is that? It's like every other year you're going in. Yeah. Awful. Gene, the guy who did not buckle his own ass in yep. out of just sheer Spite. rage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, uh, he never made it to his seat. He flew through the fuselage, and as the plane broke apart, he ended up underneath it. Oh, no. He hit his head so, f- so hard, he said it created a massive hole in the side of his skull. It compressed his spine so much that he is now an inch shorter than he was before the crash. Holy shit. He somehow took a flare to the face. There was no fire, again, but there was a flare involved. He took a flare to the face, and this is gross. He said it melted his eye. That's what he said. I think he must have a glass eye in now. Yeah. He didn't point it out specifically, but he was like, yeah, uh, this whole side of my face was all fucked up, melted this eye. Yeah, like, guys, eyes disgusting. aren't that durable. No, I would have. No, they're like little grapes. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve others who I did not mention were all injured, some seriously. A lot of them ended up just sort of underneath various things in the plane, and it was awful. A lot of the seats were torn and just like laying on top of people. So, Artemis Pyle, the drummer, um, he had some of the lesser injuries. Basically, mostly his ribs were broken. Ow. Yeah. I think it was like three or four of his ribs. That's a lot. You can't That's breathe good. That's a lot. You cannot yeah. breathe. So he found roadie Mark Frank and stagehand Ken Peden. <laughs> Peden what? <laughs> Taylor. I'm sorry. They were mostly upright. And uh, the three of them decided that they were going to set off on foot to find help. 
so this was at night and they had no idea if anyone had seen it. There's also no explosion. So right. like, yes, while the explosion would have killed a lot of a them. A lot of them. It would have helped people find it too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There Nobody was knows it's going down. Basically, yeah, there would have been the noise and that's it. And they don't even know how far away they are from other stuff. They were headed toward a field, but they were far off from that before they hit. So quote from Mark uh, Frank, we were in the middle of nowhere following Artemis in the pitch black. I wasn't bothered by nothing because I didn't care. It's shock is what it is. So he was in shock like the whole time. And he was just sort of like, yeah, I guess we're walking. I don't. Yeah. I'm not. He wasn't afraid. Yeah. He was just. Numb. Yeah, exactly. Completely numb. And uh, he also remembered like losing his vision for about 30 seconds. Like he knew that his bandmates were like in front of him behind him, but he couldn't see anything. Yep. For like 30 seconds. And he was like, I thought I was going upstairs. I definitely thought I was going to die. So it might be worthwhile to note that Artemis Pyle is a former Marine. Oh, so despite his injuries, he kept the men moving and he was the one who was like, we got to go. We just have to keep let's go this direction and keep walking until we find someone. Yeah. For all the shit we give Marines. Holy fuck. Yeah, they can do what needs they to be done. They can do just about anything. Yeah, that's legit. So those guys, they walked for a while in like near total darkness. Sure. 45 minutes, basically. Oh, that probably felt woods. like nothing. Yeah, honestly, it either It either hurt so much. If you if they weren't in shock, it hurt so much. It felt like eternity or the mm-hmm. people in shock. It felt like a blink of an eye. Yeah. Absolutely. So they break the tree line finally and they find themselves in a field that belonged to a nearby farmer. That farmer was 22-year-old Johnny Moat, and Johnny was outside baling hay when the crash happened, but it was, like, far enough away that he was like, did I just hear a car skid on some gravel or something? What the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. He continues baling hay. His wife's outside. Then he starts to see helicopters overhead and searchlights, and he believes now that there has been a jailbreak. That's fair. Yep. <laughs> so when three dudes... <laughs> Shit. With beards and long hair come wandering through his own field toward him. He's like, honey, get the fuck inside. I will be grabbing my gun now. And he does. He grabs his gun and he's like, don't you fucking take another step closer. Um, There's enough of a misunderstanding at first that he fires a warning shot into the air before Artemis is able to be like, oh my God, dude. (laughs) There has been a plane crash. We were in it. Please help. And so... Don't shoot. Yeah. The thing is, Johnny's not actually an asshole. He's just from rural Louisiana. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So as soon as he realizes what's going on, he assembles a group of men in trucks and on four wheelers, Mm -hmm. and they head to the crash site. They are soon joined by first responders. They had to bulldoze away through the forest so that they could get enough vehicles in there to get the injured people out. Because remember, there were 24 people on the plane... And six of them died. So, yeah, died. Six of them died. So the rest of them were just injured. And that's a lot of people to have to get that's out a of a lot wooded of area. Yeah. yeah. Various injuries too, like near death to, you know, lacerations. Yeah. It was a lot of different shit. So word ones spread. That you don't want to try and carry out of the woods. Yeah. Oh God. People with like broke, broken necks. Like the one woman broken I mentioned. Broken necks and broken legs and broken mm-hmm. clavicles and broken everything. Awful. No. Awful. I think Mark Howard, I didn't specifically talk about him, but he somehow got lodged uh, between 
the floor of the plane and the outside of the plane. Like he, like the wall of the outside and the floor, he was in it. So like some of the first townspeople to get there brought hatchets and started hacking apart the plane to try to get inside. And like one guy was like, I distinctly remember putting my hand in a hole I'd made with my hatchet and hitting a dude in the eye. (laughs) And that guy was Mark Howard. (laughs) So he pulls Mark out of the plane and like, he was like, I just remember you screaming. And Mark was like, yeah, that's all I remember too. <laughs> like, awful. But actually, it was kind of cute because they had him meet him again, like some 20 years later. And he was like, here's the hatchet I used to get you out of there, <laughs> by the way. He was like, holy shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that come to help, Good. which is really cool. Not just first responders, but people from the nearby town. They're used to that kind of shit. <laughs> sure. It's yeah. like you live in a rural enough part Everybody of the South. Helps. Yeah. Everybody jumps in because they're usually going to get there faster than the first responders. Yes, absolutely. A lot and of these people did. Sometimes got a lot of ex-military. Yes. Wanting to live in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. who have some medical training. Right. To yeah. at least be useful. And the, at the very least, you got a lot of people with hatchets and other tools and things like that. They can start helping dig people out. And yep. they're farmers they, with tractors that can come in and clear a path. Exactly. And, oh, yeah. It's pretty great, actually. Yeah. In total, 3,000 people come to that crash site. Holy shit. Yeah. And a lot of them are there to help. It also just kind of sucks that there were also quite a bit of looky loos once they had realized this is Leonard Skinner. Yeah. So. <laughs> They not only just, like, stood around to watch things happening, some of them stole stuff from the band. Uh, this is Gene. people so fucking much. Same. This is Gene again. They took my watch, my wallet, my ring, and my money as I laid bleeding on the ground. I would like to think that on- there was only one grave robber was involved, but so many items were missing that I had to think it was more than that. Yeah, <laughs> so a bunch of people, were they even just hunks from the plane to be like, this is Leonard Skinner's plane crash, I got it, I got a hunk of the fuselage. Dicks, people are dicks. People are dicks. So. You should make those people are bitches. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Let's not make Leonard Skinner has been through enough. They've been through enough. Let's they don't. Make, they don't have to be our bitch today. Yeah. Let's make these people our bitches. I'm getting more tequila. Get it. This is my third pour of tequila. I'm so proud of you and worried, but also proud of you. Yeah. This is my last pour of mm. tequila. I'm almost done here too. So you're almost up. So general aftermath. Um, there was a lot after after that happened there's been a lot again of stories around what happened some people told stories that like um Cassie Gaines you know bled to death in Artemis Pyle's arms with a slash to the throat and like just like very really serialized sort of soap opera-esque dramatic shit uh. I know it's annoying and uh there there's been a lot of drama for the band ever since. I'm uh, shocked. Yeah. Leonard Skinner still exists. The only member that is still in the band is Gary Rossington. He was an original member and he's still there. Mm. Everyone else, um, some of them obviously died. Some of them just moved on to different things in their career. Um, Leonard Skinner now is headed by Johnny Van Zant, Ronnie Van Zant's younger brother. Originally, when they tried to put the band back together, I think in the early 90s, they were sued by the widows of Steve Gaines and Ronnie Van Zant 
because of a blood pact they said the band had taken after the plane crash saying, we will never again play under the name Leonard Skinnerd. So they were going to play under the name Leonard Skinnerd, and these ladies were like, hey, fuck you, our husbands are dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't get to be with you, so you're not Leonard Skinnerd. Um, eventually, they worked this out. They kind of let that go. They are allowed to play as Leonard Skinner, even though there's only one original member left. Um, but those ladies get 30% of their touring money. So Ooh. they killed it. Um, they fought for some stuff and yeah. they certainly got it. Um, other members of Leonard Skinner have faced tragedy uh, since then. In 1982, Alan Collins, he was a member, he was still in the band and he, uh, was in a wreck in a Ford Thunderbird. It killed his girlfriend and it paralyzed him from the waist down. And then in 1990, he died of uh, paralytic pneumonia. Ooh. Yeah. Um, other people have just faced a lot, a lot of issues. They've been in jail. They've been in other car accidents. They've had drug issues. It's just like, it's just like kind of rough. It's really yeah. rough. I was going to say Artemis Pyle and Gary Rossington are the only two members alive who lived through the crash of the actual band. There's a lot, obviously, of people who are on the crew. So, yeah, the last thing, the reason why I really wanted to do this, but I, I couldn't end up doing the thing I wanted, was that there is a movie that came out last year in December. So it's been out for basically a whole year called Street Survivors. And Street Survivors is the name of the fifth album Leonard Skinner produced, the one that was um, put out three days before the crash. So Street Survivors is a story, like dramatized, but also documentary-like, of this crash. And it was put out by Artemis Pyle, the drummer. He was sued for that because, again, part of the blood oath that they took was that they would never make money off of this incident and commercialize it. So other members of the band were like, hey, fuck you, and, like, they're widows and stuff. And uh, for a while there, um, a judge in, um, put an injunction on, like, releasing the film. They were not going to allow it to be sold. And then, like, a month later, they, re they reversed it. And a month after that, they released the film. So the film is called Street Survivors. <laughs> and uh, I super want to see it. Yeah. I could not find it fucking anywhere. It does not goddamn exist. Like, I couldn't even torrent that shit. It wasn't on Pirate Bay. So you, if you find that, I want to see it. I found it on, like, one thing that was, like, super sketch. So, now the last thing I want to show you, and a lot of people who give a shit about uh, Leonard Skinner will know this already. Um, have you ever seen the original Street Survivors album cover? No. Okay, there's okay. two covers, and this is the reason. Because this is the original cover. Oh, no. So for those who don't know, the band is standing on a street, a sort of arm-in-arm, -arm, sort of single file there, and they are surrounded by fire. You know the guy in the middle who literally looks like he's engulfed in flames? Like yeah. his eyes are, if you see him close up, his eyes are closed. He looks like he's got fire all around his head. There's fire at his feet. That's Steve Gaines. He died mm. in that plane crash. So... They changed that cover to like just black background. Yeah, sure. Standing single file like that. <laughs> and it's very hard apparently to find an album that has that cover anymore. Oh, shit. So, yeah. Oh, shit. So that is the story of the Leonard Skinner plane crash. And uh, I do genuinely feel pretty bad for some of those guys. Like, oh, yeah. you know, they're just yeah. trying to be a band and have a good time and not cancel shows. And it really, 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 really blew up in their faces. Yeah, they should really have canceled sucks. that show. Right? right? Just, you yeah. know. Just, you know what? Sometimes you got to cancel shows and your fans, if they don't understand, they're assholes. <laughs> okay, I'm freaking now, out. First things first. 
Because... I'm the realist. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> Emily just closed her eyes and looked like she was leaving her body. <laughs> Are you still in the murder business? <laughs> And do you still give lessons in physics? (laughs) Yes and yes. Okay. (laughs) Updates first. Ooh. Ooh. Wait. Updates? Ooh. 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 I'm breaking the mold, breaking the mold. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you saw this. Um, What? what, what, Oh, God. But. Uh Uh-huh. They found possible mass graves from the 1921 Tulsa race riots. No fucking way. Are you so, serious? There's a reason I brought that up earlier. Oh, that's Subtly. legit. And then I remembered I wasn't going first. So I'm like, I can't do a segue into this. Shit. Would have so, been a good segue. Um, also, they are now like publicly formally calling it the Tulsa race massacre. Good. They should. Good. Because so, it was really more that than a riot it, anyway. Yeah, it absolutely was. <laughs> so remember when Watchmen showed the Tulsa riots and their pilot and hmm. like everybody freaked out and they're like, oh my God, I didn't know that was real because, <sighs> you know, the American seeing, history system is so broken. I remember seeing some tweets about that. Yeah. yeah. Fucking bullshit. Well, people were shook. And. Good. That was October of last year. We were shook when we did that episode. We were. I was like, why don't I know more about this? Surprise. The Black Wall Street. Fucking ridiculous. So guess what else started cycling through around that same time? Rumors started in October of 2018 that mass graves existed. And Mayor G.T. Bynum, who sounds like a knockoff P.T. Barnum. P.T. Barnum, yes. I was just. If you if your name sounds like P.T. Barnum, you should be staying you should away from not that. Be going Go by, by Gary or whatever yeah. your fucking name is. Well, they decided to investigate. The mayor of Tulsa decided to investigate, okay. rather than just being like, "Nope, fuck you." Wow, interesting. So, geophysical scanning identified two spots at the Oaklawn Cemetery that might carry bodies of those that were killed in the city's riots. Okay. Surveys did confirm suspicions that one area might be a grave. Um, they did dig it up. Hmm. And they they found bodies. <gasps> Shit. Anywhere from 10 to 30 bodies. Oh, God. And then they have a couple other locations in Booker T. Washington Cemetery where they just got permission to also scan the grounds where they think there might be another grave site. Okay. Are they planning to, like, look at these remains? They, or are, they, trying. they are trying. They are trying. But they're having a really hard time identifying them. Sure. So mass graves will do that. Mm-hmm. So that's a work in progress. Wow. Okay. That like, I literally just saw it on the news today. Wow. So we should keep a lookout on that. Yeah. Cause that's nuts. Second update. Ooh, oh God. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm breaking the mold today. That's I know fun. it's freaking me out. So do you remember when I talked about D'Angelo Martin, when you talked about the golden state killer and we had that D'Angelo moment? Oh, is that the guy in uh, in Detroit? In Detroit, that might yeah, be a- that like literally, I saw it on Reddit, and then he like had just been arrested. Yes, and he murder. hadn't even been charged yet. Yeah. Well, oh. he has now been charged. Oh, good. As of October, okay, with eight counts related to four murders. Oh, damn. Yeah. So originally, when we talked about this, there had only been three confirmed bodies. Yeah. So they found a fourth body. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
And these were in like abandoned houses, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's so fucked up. Yeah. So. Okay. Just an update for that. Yeah. Trial is ongoing. All right. So. Oof. I'm assuming those charges are like abduction and then murder. No. Really? What's um, the other? It was like intent to murder hmm. and then actual murder. Interesting. <laughs> Why I know I saw it and I'm like. like so what? you mean first degree murder? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. Like intent to commit homicide. It's like, it's I know a we're not premeditated murder. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, um, I, there was that one survivor woman though, right? Yeah. So that but one she's not included with. in that. Oh, what the fuck? That group of charges. We need to just become lawyers so that we can understand anything about why people are charged with. See, certain stuff. I almost did. Go, like, I almost became a lawyer, and then everyone kept asking me if I'd be prosecution or defense. And I'm like, guys, it's so cute that you think I'm going to do criminal law. Yeah. <laughs> That's all anyone knows about the law, yeah. though. Like, And they just kept asking me. And I'm like, I no. <laughs> guys, I do human rights. I'm not <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing criminal law. Um, I guess defense if the people are But then also, people. like, at defense, you can't pick if you're doing, like, pro bono cases. You get what you get. Right. So mm-hmm. I was like, defense. And then I'm like, no. Prosecute? No. <laughs> yeah. It all it's seems. It all sucks. Incredibly difficult and awful. Yeah. So. So. Two survivors. Uh-huh. Both alike in dignity. Oh, no, no, no. In fair New York and Indiana, where we lay our seeds. Did you write the entire thing out or <laughs> just just that, I hope? Listen, I've just I've got Shakespeare on the mind. I'm trying to memorize my lines. <laughs> Sorry. So my two survivors share a theme. Because uh-huh. like my first survivor, I'm like, wow, she's incredible. But also, it's not a very long story. And sure. then I found the second story, which is also... Even shorter. It's just, it's two well, paragraphs. With their powers combined. We should not combine their powers. <laughs> I'm so excited to hear about these weirdos. They are both older folks. Okay. Who fought off home invaders in very creative ways. Oh, 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 So oh, the okay. first thing I said to Taylor when it came in. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so stoked right now. I said, do you want to talk about table murder? <laughs> And I was very confused, and I didn't want to ask any questions, because I didn't want hints. Here we go. Okay. So, first survivor. We're going to talk about Willie Murphy. Hi, Willie. She is an 82-year-old bodybuilder. (gasps) Oh, my God. I think I saw... I didn't read this. Good. I'm glad you didn't, because it, like, just happened. uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw, like... Just happened. Just the headline. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. She had her house broken into on November 21st of this year. Oh, my God. Around 11 p.m. Dude, this just happened. <laughs> I'm starting with a quote from Willie. Quote, if it's my time to go to hell, I'm taking him with me. Oh, damn. So she assumes she's going to hell, which is hilarious and also what we do. I love her so much. That's millennial humor from a boomer right there. Yep. <laughs> so she's barely five feet tall. She weighs 105 pounds. And she can deadlift 225 pounds. Which is more than twice her weight. body weight. What the fuck? So, just for all us short folks out here who are like, I could never be a bodybuilder. You don't have to be a six foot two dude with a neck as thick as a horse thigh to be a bodybuilder. If you're a deadlifter, it's just less, you know, to go. Yeah. You're just, it's up sooner. (laughs) So this is, this is Willie. Shut up. Damn. Yeah. yeah, that was her in a competition. Oh, my God. She works out at the Y. It looks like it. That's awesome. Yep. 
She is a 2018 World Natural Powerlifting Federation Upstate New York champ. Jesus. And she was the organization's lifter of the year in 2014. Wow. For the YMCA. I mean, how old? I'm sorry. 82. 82. She can do one-handed pull-ups, one-handed push-ups, fingertip push-ups, and the push-ups where you put your fingers in a diamond, and then you put your nose no. all the way on the floor, and then you no. push yourself up. No, no, no. Yes. Her fingers are stronger than yes. every muscle in my body. Yes. So, she 11 should, p.m. I, oh, my. Okay. 11 p.m. I can't with this. There's a guy uh-huh. knocking on her door uh-huh. saying, call an ambulance. I'm sick. I'm sick. And then he tells her he's been shot. Why would you say you're sick? Uh-huh. <laughs> Whatever. She doesn't let him inside. Good. She's like, mm-mm, that's not happening. Mm, seems suspicious. Seems suspicious. But she does <laughs> call the police for him. She calls 911. She leaves it. She leaves the receiver. Okay. Smart. Keeps this her door smart. shut. Which angered the, quote, sick man. Yeah, uh, okay. Uh-huh. He seems really legit. Yeah, so then she says, I hear a loud noise. I'm thinking, what the heck was that? The young man is in my home. He broke the door. <gasps> oh, my God. And as he attempted to move through her home, she fucking hides in the darkness of her house and picks up a side table to use as a weapon. Like... Having that thought of, like, there's somebody in my house. I'm just going to pick up this fucking table. Let me just become the knight for a second and pick up a table. Yeah. Her quote, I picked up the table and I went to work on him. Oh, damn, honey. And then she kept hitting him with the table. Eventually, the table breaks. She's not done. (laughs) I wouldn't be. She then went for a bottle of baby shampoo what? Wait, <laughs> no. Is, table to baby shampoo is, is not, hold on. that's not the trajectory oh, I no, thought. No, hold on. Okay. Quote, <laughs> quote from her. There's a bottle of baby shampoo on the table. I grab the shampoo and guess what? He's still on the ground in his face, all over it. The whole thing. <gasps> oh my God. He's trying to get up and he's pulling and I got the broom <laughs> and he's pulling the broom and I'm hitting him. I'm hitting him with the broom and hitting him. And guess what? He wants to get the heck out of there. Uh-huh. I really did a number on that man. I'm serious. I think he was happy when he went in the ambulance. <laughs> First of all, the way she talks is hilarious. Second of all, okay. Picture being that guy <laughs> on the ground. There's baby fucking shampoo. You in think your you're eyes. breaking into no the tears. house of like... <laughs> An elderly woman. Yes. First of all. And you pick the fucking deadlifter. Malicious intent for real though. Uh Because he lied about how to Uh get in there. Uh What was he going to do to her? Mm -hmm. Like beat her up and steal her shit. Whatever. And you're just laying there and there's, I mean, there's no tears in baby shampoo. So she, he's just got baby shampoo on his face and she's beating him with a broom so hard that he's like, this woman is a superhero. She's so strong. Why would she be so strong? This is an old lady going slowly insane in his own mind. Yeah. And it was like specified that this is the broom she uses to clean off her car. (laughs) Oh, okay. Like one of those sweepy, Mm -hmm. like we have. No, it's like a broom. Oh, what's she doing (laughs) with a broom cleaning our car? (laughs) So he was apparently screaming at her understandably uh-huh and he called her quote everything but the mother of god <laughs> well good and he is shocked by how strong she is every time she yeah. hits him i bet <laughs> and she admitted to using a four a uh, few four letter words herself um ma'am you are such a lady about this just like get the fuck 
out of my house. Exactly. I'd be like, I called him a little bitch. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, so she was still like dispatch was still on the phone okay. when he broke in. Okay. So just imagine being that nine one one dispatcher. I'm just like her being like, hold on, he's in my house, and oh he just puts God. the phone down. And then it's just thud after thud boom, after thud. Boom, a boom. man screaming, a woman be like, you little bitch. <laughs> you better get out of here. You think you can bring it in the house? <laughs> just like, I was like, that man is calling her everything but the mother of God over there. I think she's winning. I, I think she's winning. <laughs> by the time the police officers showed up, she was delivering her final blows with the broom. Oh my god! And they asked to take selfies with her. I would. Are you kidding me? Because I'm pretty like if I was at dispatcher, I'd be putting that over the radio. Oh like, my god! Fuck. Yes. Oh my god. So they put the picture on Twitter. <laughs> so when they came in, this is the picture. That's her, itty bitty. She is so little She's compared so to tiny. them. And, like, I know those arms look small, but they are literally oh just, God. like, made out of iron. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. She also is not pressing charges because, quote, I already sent him to the hospital. Yes. Like, she got her revenge already. Oh, she so did. And I hope that guy thinks twice before he ever does any yeah. shit like that again. Yeah. Because, like, you can pick the oldest, most feeble person you, th- you think you see, and you are going to get your shit wrecked, apparently. Mm-hmm. Now, I was like, all right, that's like a one-off, mm-hmm. rare. Mm-hmm. Oh so my I God. Googled weirdest break-ins. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. And I had to sift through the woman in the bathtub eating Cheetos and like a bunch of other shit. Well, okay. Some of us haven't heard of that one, Emily, and that sounds super weird. And there so. was also like a dude that decided to drink like vodka and take a Valium before breaking into someone's house. And then he passed out in the middle of the break-in. Oh and she found God. him passed out under the bed. Just like holding the TV. <laughs> and like the cops like literally had to drag him out of the house because he was still unconscious. Holy shit. So don't take Valium if you're going to do, do a break-in. Did he decide to do the break-in and then do no. the Valium? And the, okay, so he did the Valium and the vodka and then Oh, went. no, sorry. Yes, he decided to do the break-in and then okay. he took Valium. See, I think if he had taken Valium and then gone, I should break into someone's house, that would make I more sense guess. to me. Yeah, I yeah. think I just need a TV. Yeah, no, he decided to do the break-in, <laughs> and, so then, and then he took the Valium and okay. drank some vodka. That's even stupider. That's yes. really dumb. Now, I did find this story. Okay, I'm so this stoked. Is Patty Kearney. I can't believe you passed up Cheetos in the bathtub. This it wasn't, there wasn't be, much to it. This is going to be crazy. She was just drunk, and she broke into somebody's house. She drew a bath for herself, and then she ate some Cheetos in the bath. So when they got home, they found a strange woman naked in their tub eating Cheetos. Oh, God. I want to be that lady. No. Yes, God, I do. Taylor, no. Yes, I do. I Taylor, am that lady. Taylor, Taylor. That's my future self. What if, I, what if later I invent a time machine? What if I've already invented a time machine? This is my like future self in the past right now, and that's my future future self in well, the future? Well, she was black. What if... <laughs> So, what if that's you and you? Fuck! <laughs> Damn it! No, I don't even like Cheetos that much. Okay, I well, like the flaming hot cheese with okay. Cheeto puffs. Yeah. Oh, the puffs! Mm-hmm. Haven't had those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Girl, mm-hmm. girl, is that your nip now? 
Oh, <laughs> are you touching your cat's nip now? I just like felt, I was podcast? like, is that a bug on you? No, that's a nip knob. <laughs> This has been a really weird episode, guys. It's super ass. I can't believe what the fuck is wrong with us tonight. So, other story. In 2014, mm-hmm. Patty and her husband were watching TV when they heard the glass shatter on their back door. Oh, no. And an intruder came in and confronted the couple and demanded any guns that they might have. Okay, normal. Quote. I looked at him and said, do you have a gun? <laughs> yeah, kind of important knowledge to know. If said, I give you a gun, will you then have a gun? Do you not have one now? And he said, no. <laughs> you should lie, dude. You yeah. should lie. And she says, I don't know what happened. I snapped. I don't think he expected an overweight woman on an oxygen tank to attack him. Holy shit. I really don't. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> So she picked up her wooden back scratcher and started just wailing on him. And then when that wasn't good enough, she picked up a wrench and just started. And like, oh my God. the news was in her house and she like picked up the scratcher and was like demonstrated. So they got a photo oh my of like God. what she did. Okay. Yeah. This woman is, I mean... Yeah. Just really wailing. Oh, it's like one of those... Um, like the one with the little claw? Yeah. Yeah. Is it the little claw? Okay. Because that is... That weighs nothing. That does nothing for yeah, you. Yeah. It looks like it's a thicker one. Sure. But... Yep. Yeah. So oh she God, like... Woman. So she just... She, she heard... Said, when he said, I don't have a gun, I went like this and bam, bam! Oh my And God. then I bammed him all the way to where I saw the wrench and I picked the wrench up, which is this little baby. And then she holds up the wrench oh my God. and I went out this back door and I bammed four times until I got right to the back door and he ran out. Oh my God. And she's from Indiana. <laughs> yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. know. Yeah. What the f- woman? What? <laughs> First of all, to that dude, that's if a you fucking are, great reaction. If you are breaking into a house that you believe has guns. <laughs> don't tell you them de- you don't have a gun right. when they ask you're you. You're demanding guns. They have them and you don't. <laughs> How do you think that interaction is going to go? They're just going to hand them over so that you now have a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, no. I love that that woman didn't say, and then I pulled the gun I definitely <laughs> have out from my nightstand. No, no she- she's from Indiana, not like Mississippi. Yeah, right. There's a difference. Yeah. Or rural Wisconsin. Or rural Wisconsin. <laughs> or Gary, Indiana. Yeah, right. Just a different part of Indiana. Just a different part of Indiana. <laughs> like, of this country. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Um, I really hope to be one of those people, if that ever happens, to just like lose it on a person and just be like, not my house, not today. I feel like I would be. I think you would. I think you would. Yeah. So yeah, those are my two survivors. I love them. I Mm -hmm. love both of them a lot. I I think you should really, really be like Willie. It is never too late to start bodybuilding. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, I... And she doesn't look like a bodybuilder. I, no. No. She looks like she's all sinew. I mean, when you get older, you're all sinew. Yeah. You don't bulk up. But, like, she is so strong. She's so strong. For being such a little lady. Which means that, you know, she can be deceptive like that. Deceptive. Yeah. Like, she can really, like, make somebody believe she's just an old lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Mess with me. See what yeah. the fuck happens. Yeah. Where's my nearest table? Yeah. <laughs> I do want to, I do want to be like her. Yeah. There's a, there's videos of her interviews. 
So like if you want to hear her speaking. Oh my God. Yeah. Do it. Just the way that she's quote read. She's so high energy. Oh my God. I bet. The way that quote read, she sounds like she's a fucking hoot. Just yeah. like she, everything she says is a little colorful and fun. Uh-huh. And like, <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Um, you should definitely be like both of those survivors. You should probably be, you know, at least at the very least a bit like Howard or Artemis or Jean. Scream at the pilots causing yes. your demise. Yes. Rail at death as yes. much as possible. Be so fucking stubborn and angry that you don't die. Yeah, you just can't die because you need to kill the people responsible for yes. this. <laughs> Let vengeance be your new god. Yeah, that's all our, right, Batman. Yes, that should be our new motto. You know, if you're ever thinking, you know, something horrible, maybe you, maybe you're just feeling like you don't want to be around here anymore. No, you stick around. You stick around like just all our to survivors. Bite them just to be able to shove it in the face of the people whose fault this supposedly is. <laughs> So you should be like me. So you should be like Emily. <laughs> and when you actually do die, you haunt the ever-loving fuck out of everyone <sighs> you know. Split your soul into twain. <laughs> haunt multiple places if you must. <laughs> Just be the best ghost you can be. Oh God, we're so fucking proud of you. <laughs> oh, look at you go. Oh, what a beautiful Death ghost. Death can't stop you. Death has never stopped you. Life is your bitch, and so is this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, well, this was a weird one. Yeah. (laughs) Before it gets even weirder, I guess... I guess you guys should have like a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Good Holidays happy all Kwanzaa. over. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Fuck yes. Happy and, uh, Solstice. Happy Solstice. I love the Solstice. Yeah. I think that's fun. I'm a pagan. Fuck yeah. it. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and on a somber, somber note, uh-huh. go to the doctor, get things checked, uh-huh. do cancer screenings, do all of that yep. shit. Yep. Yep. Stay ahead of it. It could save your life. Go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. Stay healthy. Stay if healthy. You can. Help, help them help you. And don't ever, ever, ever forget your can of water. Mm? Country road, take me home to the place. We didn't even talk about John Tavern. Uh-huh. <laughs>